Jesus, we worship you. Sweet Holy Spirit, we reverence you. Our Father, we glorify you. Thank you for another time in your presence. Thank you for the privilege to fellowship with you again. We bless you. Thank you for your presence. It's been manifest. We welcome your presence as you're here. Yeah, we will welcome your presence. You know, you are here to do us good. Thank you. Because we know this encounter will last for a lifetime. Amen. Blessed be your name forever. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Have a team for this month, the month of restoration. Amen. And uh, we will on restore all things. Amen. To Jesus. And uh, we will be led by the Lord. And uh, uh, basically, the two. Uh, case studies that we'll be using here are Elijah and John the Baptist because we have got to understand that Elijah came with the spirit of restoration and John the Baptist was Elijah come back with the mandate of restoration to restore all things amen to Jesus and we understand Elijah did that with the contest approach John the Baptist did it to the point to Jesus approach yes the strategies may change but the purpose remains the same but above all in the new the new the new testament we are to point to Jesus amen to Jesus all right and we understood um, that Elijah um, uh, prayed earnestly to see to the manifestation of his desire praise God forevermore and uh, we understood what an earnest prayer was last week Friday uh, please I encourage every one of us if you didn't partake of uh, the last teaching do well to go back to the previous teaching because we, we follow this in series amen so if you don't jump into today's teaching you may not um, uh, get the full grasp of what uh, the Holy Spirit has been teaching us from the beginning so please go ahead and follow of what has been taught in uh, the previous teachings so you can journey along with us. One of the problems we have with, uh, with Christians is that most of the times we know how to pick things in isolation. We know how to uh, just take a, a phrase, a sentence, a paragraph and just run with it and before you know we get stuck somewhere. Amen to Jesus. Now um, the Bible is an all-encompassing and compact manual from the Holy Spirit to us. So we have to run with it from Genesis to Revelation. Amen. And uh, you know, that also has to do with the way we run with teachings. We follow the teachings in their series so we can get the best. So we will not end up becoming con artists. Amen to Jesus. Alright, so we understood the, um, and, uh, the place of our family prayer um, last week Friday. Today we are going to be continuing and we will be understanding the place and power of effectual fervent prayer amen to jesus praise god forevermore hallelujah uh, so uh, in our previous lessons we learned that although we are new creations we are one with the father by new birth we can only enforce the manifestation of our new birth and the restoration of all things to the father on earth by what endless prayers by endless prayers Amen. And uh, we learned that last week, endless prayer. Elijah enforced endless prayers. And uh, we also have a part to do in doing them. Because um, I always tell people like, I hate witchcraft. I hate witchcraft. I hate to be something in the realms of the spirit and something entirely different in the realms of the physical. Praise God. Yeah. Uh, what I am in the realms of the spirit, I must manifest it physically. Praise the Lord forevermore. And that's what we as sons of God and new creations are meant to be. Everything we are in the realms of the spirit, everything that God has given to us, we are meant to manifest it on earth physically. Amen to Jesus. And uh, the new creation 
identity is not a spiritual identity that is to be abandoned in the spiritual. It's meant to be a spiritual identity that is to transform our mental state and become our physical reality. Are we together? And so we have a responsibility to work and partner with the Holy Spirit to make our spiritual identity transform our mental state so as to become our physical reality. And this is the journey we are carrying on on earth. All we are doing is just to make what we are in the spirit become what we are physically. Amen to Jesus. And it's very important we embark on this journey. And what force that makes that happen is the force of prayer. It's the force of uh, our prayer. By prayers, we can enforce our new creation identity to become a physical reality. Praise the Lord forevermore. And so, um, uh, we learn that we, uh, we do this by earnest prayers. Amen. Are we together? Uh, an earnest prayer like we learned is one which seeks the will of God to be established on the earth. The will of God to be established on the earth. It seeks the purpose of God to be established on the earth. Before that, understood that when an earnest prayer is made, the result is that the one praying reduces and God increases. Are we together? The one praying reduces and God will increases. Plus, it becomes more of God and less of the man. Till it totally becomes totally God and none of the man. That is proof to show earnest prayer. You, you reduce, we reduce so much, the more we get involved in endless prayers to the extent that uh, we become invisible. We are not more visible, and the only person that can be seen is God. That's what Elijah encountered in the place of prayer. So when he came up on the place of prayer, he was totally invisible. It was Yahweh who was what? Visible, like Yahweh spoke. That's why he said, I call it by my word. Amen to Jesus. Now, this was a prayer that John the Baptist prayed in John 3 verse 10. He says, he was increased, but I was what? Decreased. This was not just a statement, it was actually a prayer. Amen. How we together? Praise the Lord forevermore. This, 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 this prayer becomes a reality in the place of endless prayer. How we together? And that's why we must get involved in endless prayers continuously. First uh, Thessalonians 5 verse 17, pray, it says, pray without ceasing. Amen to Jesus. Now James 5 verse 17, let's go back to James 5 verse 17, which we use on, which we, uh, was a um, focal scripture in our um, last week Friday. It was like, 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 I say, Elias was a man subject to like passion as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. He prayed earnestly that it might not rain and it did not rain on the earth for the space of what? Three years and six months. Now in, in, in James, in this verse of scripture, um, in, in context here, um, we see something here. We see that Elias uh, was a man subject to like passions as we are. Are we together? He was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly. This makes us understand that um, there was nothing actually different or special in Elijah. Or there was nothing actually different or special about Elijah that made him actually pray earnestly. Now, when you see uh, words in scriptures, they are not just there for fancy. I hear what I'm saying. When you see phrases in scriptures, they are not there for fancy. Every, every, every uh, 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 word in the, in the Bible is there because it has a major importance to our lives. Why did this begin by Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are? So that was going to say, Elias prayed earnestly that it might not rain, 
and he did not rain on the earth for the space of three and a half years, or three years and six months, praise God. Why did he begin with Elias who was a man um, subject to life, passions, and his heart? It began this way because of us, the writer of, of, of James, sorry, began this way to make us understand there was nothing special, there was nothing different about Elijah that made him pray earnestly. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That is, he's not different from us. In other words, it could, there was no special grace that came upon Elijah and made him pray in If you want to talk about grace, the grace of God has been there from the beginning, even till now, and it's more magnified now. Are we together? But if you want to talk about grace, well, even the ones who enjoy grace more, are you getting what I'm saying? That those men. But if Elias prayed in a dispensation that we call not the grace dispensation, but grace was still existent there, are you getting what I'm saying? It means that we in this that claim to be the dissertation of the we have to pray more earnestly than Elias. Are you know what I'm saying? Because one of the problem we see with the great dispensation uh, and grace talkers is that they expose of the reason that they're skills to be lazy. And as skills to not do what the so-called men in where, where the Lord dispensation did better than us. Elias was a man subject to life passion, as we are, and he could pray earnestly to the extent that God entered into him, he entered into God then, and he was actually, like they say, living in the dispensation of God in law. Then we were living in the dispensation of the grace. That means, that means we are meant to pray in the anything higher than earnest, we are meant to pray like that. I did not say Amen. Because we are meant to enjoy better than what they enjoy. I cannot say. Grace is, 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 is a divine favor. It's a favor that makes you enjoy what they couldn't enjoy. That means if it was a man of life passion and he could enjoy staying in the place of prayer. If it was a man of life passion and he could enjoy endless prayer. Because, you see, let me tell you one thing. That kind of prayer is not torture. I, I cannot say. You enjoy it. What made Moses stay on the mountain for 40 days? You think it was torture? I cannot say it. It was an enjoyment because if he was not enjoying it, he went the first time. He went again the second time. If he had left him, he would have continued going. So that's it. was when he came the first time. He said, uh, uh, Gora and the rest of his cohorts uh, told him, ah, we don't want this as God to do there. Uh, that man, you know him now. Maybe as he Forgotten us and let us. You know, that was how he almost killed us in Red Sea. So we don't know what he has got to do there. And then give us a God we can see. So when he went the first time, he came back and saw what he saw. He went the second time and says that these people need me more here than, than I have to be there. And that's one of the problems with some of the times leading people. If you are not careful, they take you more to be with them than for you to be with God in the Lord's presence. And you cannot say, yeah. He's, he went the first time, he went the second time. If it, if it was a torture experience, I cannot say. If there would be a hunger strike experience, if there would be a stressful experience, it would have gone the second time after the first time. It makes us understand that it was an experience of pleasure and joy. They were enjoying, he was enjoying the presence of God. Elias did not go into that place of prayer and he was struggling when he was, it was in a hunger strike or torture. No, 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 no. It was a time of encounter. It was a time of joy and pleasure. So he could stay until the, the time was right for him to come out. And when he was coming, I was not telling him that it was Yahweh coming out. If 
if we could enjoy that, if we could enjoy earnest prayer, that means we we are meant to do better than earnest prayer. And I cannot say that. That's the focus of this teaching today. We are meant to enjoy because if a man under the law could enjoy earnest prayer, the way the grace propositionals and grace preachers and grace uh, 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 what is the game? Beneficiaries. We are meant to enjoy a prayer that is higher than what? Earnest prayer. Yeah, we are meant to enjoy that. And if we are not enjoying it, then it means that there's something wrong with us. Because all we have to do is a bunch of chaps who know how to talk a lot. We know how to we, we know how to we know how to talk Bible, left, right, and center, scatter in their pages. We some of us I, I remember my elder brother once said something, he said, Thank God that this is our generation. We're not the generation that we're giving the Bible to write. Not even my generation said, people's generation before us were not because if I'm telling you to have been a mega verse, in fact, if we're to be the ones to write scriptures, the Bible that never be canonized. It would have never been canonized. Scriptures would have never been complete. At least would have not had the hard copy. Never. Because you see the way we talk and confuse ourselves, some of the times you wonder what is a problem. But you see, we are not living in times where Enticing words of when men's wisdom is what commands result. We're living in times where <laughs> we're living in times where we need the right results. And so if Elijah enjoyed that kind of prayer in his prayer, there is a kind of prayer for those operating in grace. I get what I'm saying. If the man under the law enjoyed NS prayer and he could become one with Yahweh, he had a taste of the new creation, then there is a kind of prayer for the new creation. And that's what I focus on in this teaching and in subsequent Sundays to come. Amen to Jesus. Praise God forevermore. So it was nothing special about him. Are we together? This means that we can do the same thing he did. In fact, we can even do better. So in what there was no special grace that came on him to go and start praying NS prayer. There was nothing special that came on him. If that happened, and there was nothing special about it, it means that we can actually all do the same. All that made Elijah pray in his prayer was this his passion for Israel to be restored to the Lord. That was what that made him pray in his prayer. Now, watch this the moment we get the same passion, we can pray in his prayer and pray effectual family prayer. Are you know what I'm saying? But what is the challenge we have today? Nobody is carrying the passion for the restoration of all things. We are carrying passions. So don't ask for we are carrying passions. Many of us are carrying passions to be successful in life. Many of us are carrying passions to get married. Is this a normal thing? Please don't get me wrong. I know many people, when they listen to me now, they'll be saying, Is this guy saying this? Is that like, no, don't get me wrong. They are very good by the grace of God. They are blessed with the wife, are blessed with kids. Amen. Many of us are carrying passion to, to buy cars, to build houses. Many of us are carrying passion to travel abroad. Many of us are carrying passion to build a successful career. Those are good passions. But I tell you, those passions cannot take you to the place of endless prayer. And there's a dimension we are to function in. We are not only to function in endless prayer. Elias, Elijah functioning in endless prayer. There's a dimension for the new creation. It is bigger and greater than endless prayer. 
But if we are not catching this passion, how will we not even enter in this prayer? Are you getting what I'm saying? Until we catch this passion, we cannot even get into any prayer, let alone get into what? The prayer for the new creation. <laughs> are we together? Are you getting me? And so one of the time, our problem is passion. 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 What are we passionate about? What are we passionate about? When you look at the church of Jesus today, what is our drive? What is our passion? What is our passion? What's our passion? And if you look at the seeker sensitivity in the church today, you understand that the average drive of the Christian is not the restoration of all things. The average drive, the, the drive, sorry, of the average Christian is not the restoration of all things. The drive of the average Christian is self. Self-aggrandizement, self-fulfillment. And that's what actually brings us to church. We come to church to fulfill our self-ish desires. Our selfish passions. As long as that remains our drive, I'm telling you, we will make noise, but we will not hit the red cord in this prayer. It's a red cord in this prayer. Once you hit that red, you can hold nations to ransom. Elias hit that red, and he held the nation to ransom for three and a half years. Three and a half years. Only one man. Imagine if they had Anyakatasa in this time, if they had like 10 of him. And you know what I'm saying? Are you getting it? So after he holds his own for three and a half years, another one comes and holds for another three and a half years. So we have like 3.5 times 10. 35 years. Are you getting what I'm saying? 35 years. It is not the rain of the season. No, they will not do that. No, the nation will be totally destroyed. But what we call sin, Elijah starts with season. Another one comes sin. Another one comes see something that will bring them. Another one comes. 35 years, when you hold the nation for 35 years, something, something will change. I cannot say. But it was his passion for the restoration of all things, or restoration of Israel to their way, that they made them hit the realm of what? In this prayer. Are we together? The moment we get this passion, we will hit that realm and we will exceed it. Now this truth is professed by James as he makes us understand that the earnest prayer of Elijah is actually in the New Testament what is called the effectual valid prayer of the righteous man. It's actually the effectual valid prayer of the new creation. Now why do I say the effectual valid prayer of the new creation is higher than the earnest prayer of Elijah? Because Elijah, as we say, he was under the law and the law was a shadow of good things to come. Are you getting what I'm saying? It was not a bad thing, but it was the shadow of the good things to come. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, if it was the shadow of the good things to come, and there was a kind of prayer that Elijah prayed there, and that prayer was called what? Ernest prayer. And he could hold a nation to ransom. Then, that prayer manifesting in the grace of God, in the grace dispensation, is going to be higher than the Lord dispensation. Because, listen to this. Prayer is the shadow of effectual father prayer. Ellen's prayer is the prayer 
in the operations of the law. For the, let me use the word, the those under the law, the old creation. But effective fervent prayer is the prayer for the new creation in the operations of that grace. Look at James 5 and 16b. It says, the, and you know, we're, we're studying verse 17, which Eli, says, Elias was a man servant to life and he prayed that uh, Ernest that he did not for three and a half years, and it was so. You know what? 16b came before 17. By right, 17 is what to come before 16. Are you not saying? Because Elias actually, the Old Testament came before the New Testament. But James was trying to make us understand something that this kind of prayer is, is actually the higher dimension of Elias. Are you not saying? And he says, the, I'm just reading the Bible, I said, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man available. Another translation says, makes tremendous power available in its workings. So, the earnest prayer of the old of Elijah, of Elias of the Old Testament, is the effectual fervent prayer of the new creation in the New Testament. But this time around, it is greater and higher. But what prevents us from enjoying endless prayer? It is passion. <laughs> and I tell you, God cannot use a man who is born of passion. And not just passion, passion for the restoration of all things. Elias could enjoy this dimension of prayer. Are you gonna say? Is it God's Old Testament? Is his prayer that was his richest? He could is his prayer that was his richest. He could enjoy this dimension of prayer because of his level of passion for restoration. God said, This guy, you can't live. You can't you can't die. Sorry, I have to take you. People like you are not, they are there, they, they are scarce. We study it as God God and say, What you carry this is your passion. Only one person cannot carry it. Look at this people did it to pray there. Give to Hazael, give to Jehu, give to Elijah. This is put it because what you are carrying is an it is it's it's a it's a global anointing. It's too big for one man to carry. You are carrying kingship anointing in you. Jehu was making, uh, Isaiah was making, then Elijah was to, Elijah was to make him as, 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 as a prophet. So you are carrying kingship anointing, and you are carrying prophetic anointing, only you, one man. And actually, you also carrying priestly anointing. Because he entered into, it, into the realms that only priests can enter into. <laughs> and God said, you can't, you, you can't carry this thing alone. For me to take you, number one, I won't even allow you that. You carry too much of it. And for me to take you there, only one man can look at it. Just distribute this thing, so we don't have a problem. What brought about this? The passion for the restoration of Israel to God. I tell you, this is a missing link in the church today. We are passionate for many things. We are so passionate. I'll tell you, if it's for passion, if it's for passion, Christians are passionate. If it's for zeal, we are serious. But another problem about our zeal is that we don't have zeal without knowledge. 
We have zeal without the knowledge of what we are meant to be serious for. We are passionate for the wrong things. I'm not saying these things are bad. But let me tell you, these things cannot take us to the dimension of effectual family prayer. <laughs> they can take us to the realm of just pray though. But the realm where you become one with Yahweh in prayer, these things cannot take us there. Car, house, wife, children, money, um, travel abroad, business breakthrough. They will take us there. Who we'll get close at all? Who we'll get close? And the father's heart is beating for men who can carry the same passion. Men who carry this passion, they make heaven kiss heads. Men who carry this passion, they become immortals yet mortal. Men who carry this passion, they become the choice treasures of heaven. That's what the father is crying for. Where can I find them? Who can go into the realm of effectual family prayer? Endless prayer is effectual family prayer in the operations of grace. But it's only activated and entered into by the passion for the restoration of all things. Until this passion includes us, children of God, will we pray? But we cannot turn the realm of endless effectual family prayer. And that's what the church needs now. We are not looking for more theologians. We are not looking for more theologies. We are not looking for more exegesis, analysis, and what else? Child of God, we are looking for, we are looking for all passionate men who will be passionate for the restoration of all things to God. I don't know how much exegesis Elijah knew. We didn't even hear that he wrote like Apostle Paul. He didn't even write like Peter. Actually, the book of Kings is a story of Kings. It was even somebody who wrote about Elijah. Suddenly we saw that Elijah appeared. Elijah the Tishbite. Where was he? And suddenly he came up. Elijah was not so punished in his exigencies, homiletics and everything. I'm not against that. He was not someone but an analyst, but he was a man with a passion that could bring heaven to earth and could stand the earth for a period of time. For three and a half years, he kept the earth on standstill over Israel, on standstill. Ray! Standstill for three and a half years. Do we talk about Joshua? And he says, son, stand still. Wait, just wait. We are not finished fighting. If you go down, these people will go back to their camp and what? Regroup, re-strategize, and they will extend my battle. I don't have to, he, he killed 31 kings, so, so he didn't have time for delay battles. Some of us will enjoy delay battles. Some of us will, we like to stay long on some issues. Joshua said, they are still, he was counting the kings. As he was killing, he was counting them. How many did you say there are two everybody? And, and this one was to waste my time. So wait, wait, let me finish it. When I finish it, you can come. And he commanded his son, and his son stood still. He said, never did happen. Joshua. These men were not men who were good in exigencies, so. 
going out time. <laughs> and this is a missing link. I'm not against these things. I'm a student of the Bible. But I'm a student of the Bible who seeks the power that we are missing. Yeah. The, 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 the key to effectual family prayer is the passion for the restoration of all things to God. That is, that is, the, that is the key that opens the door of endless prayer. It is the same key that we open the door of what? Effectual family prayer. <laughs> we are complaining about crying. We are saying, what's happening? What's happening in church? What's happening? Child of God, stop complaining, stop crying. Carry this passion. John Moss carried that passion. And he said, give me Scotland, Lord, or I die. God says, this kind of people are looking for. But you are not going to tell you that. We know being glad said, I fear, I fear the prayer of John Moss. More than a thousand battalions of England. In fact, the whole, the whole soldiers of the I fear the prayer of John Moss for the gas. Was that serious? And the German army, they said they were coming to England. And the Queen of England said, ah, no, what is happening? No, said, no, they will not come, they will go to the US. <laughs> I said, they will come here. The Queen said, John Knox has said, it's so it shall be, he relaxed. And the man went on his knees and he, he redirected them. He prayed until the spot where he prayed in his room, his knee told him who they are. <laughs> and it is believed that he prayed until his heart shifted and he died. He prayed to the extent that the wall where he was speaking, where he prayed, if you see the wall there, it was the, the mist that came out of his mouth created permanent marks there. What was in prayer? It was not Lord house, car, no, it was Lord, give me Scotland.
get saved and get others saved. Simple. 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 Stop troubling me with so much revelation that you say you carry. Well, that's why I don't even see the revelation revealed anything in your life. Your father's house, you are still probably to idol. And you claim to be the most knowledgeable Christian. Hey, shut up! How many books did Elijah read? But he could hold the nation. With all the knowledge you have, even in your, in your father's house, nobody recognizes you. With all the knowledge you have, you have witches are dealing with your family members. With all the knowledge you have, premature death is prevailing, and you are using new creation reality to give excuse for premature death. The devil is molesting your relatives, and you are saying there's nothing like this, there's nothing like that. But uh, stop speaking English. Catch the right passion. We pray what is called the effectual fervent prayers. Why? Because we are the righteous. The Bible says, For the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man, what? And the dead one. 2 Corinthians 24 says, For he had made him to be saved for us. Who do you not say that we might be made the righteousness of God in him? So, effectual fervent prayer is made for the righteousness of God in Christ. Well, let me tell you, it is for you, it is for me. But that door, we can only open it when our passion is right. And what is the passion that we need to get that door opened? The passion for restoration of all things. Until that passion is put in place, we'll be praying every we'll be praying, we'll just be praying. Have you not seen that a lot of nations where they pray and pray and pray, you see people prevailing? You wonder why? The problem is that when they gather together, what are they praying for? Are you getting what I'm saying? The passion is wrong. So we we'll see that the devil can still what? But when the passion is right, we stop the devil. We stop it. We stop it. Elijah did not talk too much. There will be air. There will be no rain for three, three and a half years. According to my word, Baba, I am going. See you after three. <laughs> See you after three and a half years. Air upset for Elijah. Look for the guy. Look for the guy. Couldn't see. For three and a half years, he didn't see. After three and a half years, finish Elijah came and said, Hey, I have come again. Oh, there's something. There's something about here. I don't want to talk much. Now, what is effectual famine prayer of the righteous? And the word effectual and famine, they are both one word in the Greek. Amen. And that's the word, real beautiful, is the word energy. Energy. That's the a root word for energy. Energy. So you are talking about the energy prayer of the righteous. Are we together? Now, Taya defines energy as to be operative, to be at work, to put forth power. But Matthew defines as to work for work or able. Next, he defines as to effect. He also defines as to display one's activity, show one's self-operative. Then Strong defines it as to be effectual, to be mighty, to show forth self, to walk effectually in. So, what is the effectual family prayer of the righteous? Number one, the effectual family prayer of the righteous is one, the operative prayer that is at work because of the power in it and the power in this forth. The operative prayer that is at work 
Because of the power it gets and the power it puts forth. Number two, it is prayer that works for or aids one. <laughs> prayer that works for you or aids you. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's not, let me work, it's not every prayer that works for it's only the effectual father prayer of the righteous that works for the righteous and that aids the righteous. So please, when the righteous, and this is only activated when the passion for restoration of all things is said, when you meet a man who has a passion for the restoration of all things, be careful. Be what? Be, that is why the thing of England said, John Knox, I fear his prayer. Why well, this guy is passionate for the restoration of Scotland to to the Lord. So I fear his prayer more than a thousand battalion soldiers. <laughs> when you meet such a man, be careful. Number three, it is prayer that has and gives effect. <laughs> prayer that has and what gives it, it has effect. It gives effect. Bomb atomic atomic effect. You know, there are some kind of bombs that if you don't send it, a whole city will turn into ash. Atomic effect. It reverberates into the whole place and psh. Atomic effect. Number four is prayer that displays the activities and operations of God. It is prayer that what? Displays the activities and operations of God. Is it? This, this is what we are looking for. This is what we are looking for. When, when we see this happen, like Elijah did, we tell Ahab, there will be no rain for three and a half years. And we will walk away. I tell him, bye bye. See you in three and a half years' time. <laughs> and we just walk away. We, we, we relax. I see, that dimension, eh? it is beyond prophetical. It is beyond prophetic. Uh, 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 I let him have a particular man of God. And the point he said, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not talking again, I'm not a commentator. He said, I want to say the grace of prayer. <laughs> like, yeah, God, concerning this nation, then I will come and speak. Let me speak once and this guy can happen. Elijah, you know, castigates. He was not a uh, economic or political commentator. He was not a religious commentator. You see, today what we have more of is religious commentators. Yeah. The, according to the New Testament, it's going to be like this. According to the New Testament, uh, brother, you are talking New Testament and Old Testament. The devil is killing people. He's ravaging destinies. People are going to hell. Elijah was not a religious commentator. He was not a biblical commentator. He was not an exegetical commentator.
It's a prayer that is efficient. 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 Number six is a prayer that is mighty in its workings. Mighty in its workings. And number seven is a prayer that works. <laughs> my brother, my sister, this is the kind of prayer we are looking for now. I'm not going to I pray for you, you get it. No. But this is the kind of prayer we are looking for for our societies, for our communities, for our nations, for our continents, for our areas, for our families. Are you getting what I'm saying? Where we can begin to restore our families to God, restore our nations to God, where we can where we can suspend suspend some, some things. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. The way Elijah suspended rain, we have to be suspending some things. As long as I am here, I'm not going to take place in this. I get what I'm saying. 
So the absence of rain for less than three and a half years was a result, but it was not an appropriate result. I did not say. Yes, it was a result, but it was not an appropriate result. An appropriate result is one which achieves the purpose for prayer. It achieves what? The purpose for prayer. So that means before God enters into prayer, you must know the purpose. And then it's based on the purpose you enter prayers. And if the result does not achieve the purpose, then it is not an effectual family prayer. Result, result. It's result in prayer. It's not enough to get results. 
is not enough to get results in prayer. Why? Because results alone cannot lead to the restoration of all things to the Father. Israel might have had no rain for one day, one week, one month, one year, but would that have culminated in the restoration of Israel to the Father? The purpose of the absence of rain was for them to restore, to be restored back to the Father. If the purpose of your prayer is not for the restoration of one thing to the Father, you may get a result, but you have not gone to the appropriate result. Like somebody, uh, uh, I heard a man of God speak, he said, so when you go to pray and say, Lord, give me a, 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 a minivan with um, how many sitters? One, two, three, six sitters. Because my neighbor has a minivan, and because I now have six children and a wife, that's a good that, that's a good reason. Are you get what I'm saying? And most of us will say, after all, scripture says, present my cause, bring for thy strong reason, declare that thou may be justified. But the question remains: How will that minivan that your neighbor has, and your wife and your six children, lead to the restoration of all things to the Father? Until the purpose for the quest for a minivan is to for the lead of restoration of water to the Father. Your prayer becomes remains what a hanging prayer. And maybe you may force your way to get a minivan. You just got a result, but you didn't get the appropriate result. I you get what I'm saying. And they say, God, give me. I remember I was training things when I used to trek for evangelism with the boy, with the young man I was training there. What I was training with them was, I said, see, the thing that God knows that this my trekking has become too much. And I need a car. He will give me a car. Believe me, I didn't fast and pray for a car. I didn't pray, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pray anything. The first car that came, it was the car I used to learn how to drive. It was a very wonderful car. And then I bashed it, amen. After that car, cars kept coming, cars kept coming, and cars kept coming. Are we getting it? And I know that when God knows that time is right for a particular kind of car to come, He makes it. Are you getting it? Why? Because it's basically for the purpose of the restoration of all things. And are you getting what I'm saying? So there are things I don't need to pray for. Amen. In fact, when results is a drive. One may achieve the result but lose the purpose of God. That's very important. You know what I'm saying? When result is a drive, you may achieve the result but lose the purpose of God. The drive should be the purpose of God. Lord, the restoration of all things back to you. When that is your drive, and you know what I'm saying? Your result will be the appropriate result. And let me tell you something. The appropriate result, some of the times, may not be appropriate to human beings. I cannot say. But to the one who is has a purpose, it is appropriate to him. So, for example, my result now may not be appropriate to some people. What kind of pastor is this preaching online? Somebody, a uh, 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 pastor sent a teaching to one of my uh, 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 teachings to somebody, and the person said the teaching is powerful for wealthy people. For her, or for this person in question, that is, this result is not the appropriate result. Are you not saying? But I'm the one who knows who called me, and I know the purpose of God. Close to 10 years ago, the Lord told me, 
results of notes. And scriptures he used for me was be instant in season and out of season. When the devil tried to shut my voice for about two years, God said, okay, that's break time. Now you have resumed work again. I resume work again. He never said, oh, well, we shut his voice again. He emptied the church. I said, oh, thank God. There was a time, I told them before they started this speech, I told them there was a time I preached to your teachers. So, this is not beauty. If all of you go, I will do. The anointing was there before. There was a place for it before. I can repeat it. And they all, they said, yeah, let, let, let. They all went. The Lord blessed me. My wife and my two kids are here with me. I continue to preach to them. We've been preaching. I've been preaching to them for about two years. <laughs> And, and, and some new folks just came to church on Sunday. I'm like, this is how we have been doing. When they saw the way the service ran, and when the service ran till like for how many hours, oh, and they're like, ah, this is how we are used to it too. Uh, sometimes we move up till two o'clock if we are not careful. And they were like, looking, what's this? Why? Because the mandate was what? Keep preaching. My appropriate result is in what? Preaching. Results. Are you getting me? But for the one who sent me, I'm getting the appropriate work results. And when the purpose is for the restoration of all things, I'm telling you, what may be an what is an appropriate result of God may not actually be the result of people. I remember Pastor Wisdom, he said, you don't preach what you are teaching and preaching is not for people of your age group. It's for old people. And sometimes he says, don't you know when some of them look at your teaching, they say, it's like this guy don't want to gather ever so. It's like this guy doesn't want to make money. But the basic fact is that I didn't come here to gather ever so. Either did I come here to do what? To make money. Have you forgotten that I will give account for all the people that I gathered? Now, on the other day, I'll be the one in front and they will feel behind me. And I have to give account for all of them. It's not like I don't want them. No problem, they can come. But no matter how much they come, I'll see, I'll see do what God says that you want. I don't care whether you like me or you hate me. And for you that you're watching me, it's your data you're using, thank God. <laughs> Amen. I use my data to preach, you use your data to watch me. If you say you don't like me, I'm preaching, you can, you, can, you can stop the data. There's no problem. It's your data. I need pay for your data. But the, the way the purpose of God is the, is the crux of the matter, the appropriate result is achieved in prayer. And most of the time, what is the appropriate result for God for before men is not the appropriate result? That's why we have to be very careful. The purpose of God is his desire. And what is his desire? It is his desire for none to perish, but for all to come to repentance. 2 Peter 3 verse 9 says the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness but is long suffering to us all not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance this is the purpose of God and it climaxes it, it all boils down to the restoration of all things to the Father to him, to the Father so my brother my sister when this is not your focus on prayer when this is not the purpose that drives you into the place of prayer, you achieve a result, but you will not achieve the appropriate results. You achieve an effect, but you will not achieve the appropriate effect. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you will not have had what is called an 
an effectual fervent prayer. Let this become our purpose in prayer again. Do you know for the thing? Jesus was speaking in Matthew chapter 6. He said, This thing that they give him sick. But your heavenly father knows you have need of it. And he goes for that to verse 33. He says, But seek you first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness and everything which shall be added unto you. Seek first the establishment of his kingdom. Some say, But Pastor, how can I start praying for the establishment of the kingdom of God? How can I start praying for the restoration of God's use when I have scoopies to pray? But your heavenly father knows that you have in this for the establishment of the kingdom of God when I need his spouse. But your heavenly father knows that you need his spouse. He says, seek my kingdom first. First, the one will like to these things that the Gentiles are crying for, they are dying for, and we add them to you. Whenever we go to the place of prayer, let our purpose for prayer be the restoration of all things. Let it be for souls to be saved. It will shock you. Make that your prayer line. You'll be surprised at the way God will embarrass you. The reason why we start focusing on praying for things, I need money, I need this, I need that, because we don't know the principality. Jesus doesn't matter. One thing is grateful. <laughs> and Mary has no matter that thing. My brothers, my sister, in prayer, one thing is grateful. And what is that one thing? The purpose of God. The restoration of all things. That no perish, but all come to repent. This is not an evangelistic message, please do. It is just the revelation of effectual family prayer. When that becomes our time, I'm telling you, most of us will become a balance with the provisions of the Father. When that becomes our time, you are crying, you need healing in your body. But you say, Lord, I, I, I pray for the restoration of all things. You need money. You are, you are, you are broke. But you are praying, Lord, the restoration of all things. Let's, let's, let not perish. I tell you, it will shock you what God can do. When this becomes your, when the purpose of the Father becomes your purpose of prayer, you are praying effectual, fervent prayer. When, when the purpose of the Father becomes a focus and center of our prayer, we are praying operative prayer, which must always produce the appropriate result. How many of us are ready to pray? How many of us are ready to pray operative prayers? Before we pray, I want to meet, I want to pray with every my brother, sister, out there, everyone out there who has not made Jesus and all that person. You see, that, that's the focus of this teaching. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for you to be restored. And I want to make that prayer out. I encourage you to do it. Just say this prayer after we say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I know that I'm a sinner. I know that you died and resurrected for me. And on Calvary Street, you took away my sins. Jesus, I choose. I receive you as my Lord and personal Savior. And I surrender my life to you. Because you chose me, I choose you. To serve you and follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. But well, I thank you everyone who has made this prayer. King of glory, I ask Lord that the grace to serve and follow you be released today. And Lord, thank you for receiving them in your beloved. In the name of Jesus. We are going to be praying one line of prayer. I will pray, dear Abba Father. Dear Abba Father. I receive the grace. I receive the grace. To continuously pray your purpose. Continuously pray your purpose. In my prayer. Open your mouth and pray. Please go back in Kataswa Paladadash. And yet get two brats and two sibra and two yatas. And then get two water. Lord, I 
I receive the grace to continuously pray your purpose in my prayer. To continuously pray for the restoration of all things in my prayer.